sometimes I would, I would go ahead and I would close in this moment, but today is not one of those days. I promise you, I promise you this. I won't keep you too much longer, not, not too much longer, but I feel like the word that's coming forth today, I feel like it's something that, that needed to be heard, that needed to be shared. I need you to know something, that just because we transition, just because we move to the next thing, it does not mean God is not still working. As a matter of fact, let me tell you, as a matter of fact, the Bible says that his word will not go out and come back void. What that means is, is that with all the worship and all the praise and all the singing, there is one thing guaranteed to change every person in this place. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. So if, if I did, and I believe this with all my heart, if I did nothing but read one scripture, I would believe that everybody in this place is going to begin to go through change, <laughs> okay, without a shadow of a doubt. So I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Ryan, and we are together going to share a short, short sermon. Well, actually, that's going to be up to Ryan. I'm just, no, I'm just joking. If he goes lonely, it's his fault because he pushes into my space and I need my space. Okay, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Ryan, and he's going to go from here. I originally was going to open and tell you guys I'm going to get you out of here by like 1120. So this is not on me. <laughs> Um, we've been studying our mission statement. Our church's mission statement is that we exist to show Christ's love through our three A's of acceptance, authenticity, and action. It's plastered above that door when you walk into here. It's on our website. It's on social media. It's on T-shirts. That's what we say we live by. And so each week we've been going over one of these A's. We spent a week on acceptance. We spent a week on authenticity. We spent a week on action. Let's look at Christ's love. Dwayne and I worked on this series together, kind of pushing it together, and our original plan was, you know, we were sharing notes back and forth of what should go, and he was going to do the first three weeks, and then him and I were going to tag team this week. And then I sent him my notes for this week, and he said, why am I supposed to be there? And I was like, I don't know, man, but we'll see. <laughs> but we got to look at Christ's love. And to answer that question, or to go forward, we have to answer the question, how did Christ love? Because if we're saying we exist to show Christ's love, then we have to know how did he love? 
One of my favorite examples in all of the scriptures is in John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Let's take a look at it. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but earlier the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher. They said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. Hold on just a second. I'm getting there. Uh, They were trying to trap him into something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right. But let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I go and sin no more. If you look at this example of the woman caught in adultery, Jesus loved her using the three A's. He accepted her out the gate. He accepted her. He didn't cast her aside. He addressed her. He spoke to her. Jesus was authentic with her. He didn't mince words. She was caught in sin, but he was real with her about it. Talked about judgment. He was authentic. And then action, he loved her in that moment and told her, go and sin no more. Everything he did in that moment was putting love into action. And honestly, if you look through time and time and time again, every example, that's how he loved somebody. Through a healing, a deliverance, a sinner, the little children. Jesus told the, let the little children come to me. And then he was real with the others. And he said, it'd be worse for a millstone to be tied around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. And then he blessed them and loved them. The ultimate, his sacrifice on the cross. Everything he did was with the three A's as well. He said who he was, why he had to, and was himself through the entire process of his crucifixion. And then action, you couldn't get more actionable than that. It's written that greater love than this, well, yeah, there was no greater love than that. So when we look at how does Christ love, he loves with passion, without abandon. It's reckless. It doesn't hold back. It doesn't matter how many times you fall or drove that wedge. He loves. So as our church, when we say the why we exist is to show Christ's love, 
That means in this building, that means among each other, that means to new people, to guests, to strangers, during a ministry event, during VBS, at a ladies' meeting, at a men's event, at a youth group event. Tell you what, I was at this camp. Couldn't get more than those three A's over those days. Because no matter how bad those kids smelled, we accepted them. Yeah. We were authentic with them. You saw it here. That was what we experienced for three days. Praying with one another. Encouraging one another. We were authentic teaching them lessons. Kids, answer me. Does mayonnaise work on sin? No, it does not. Does peeing work on sin? All you parents out there, if you weren't there, you might want to ask your kids a question. (laughs) It's okay. No laws were violated. An action, there could not be more action. The movement, the loving one another, worshiping, praising, encouraging. My muscles are sore from not being used in decades in the sports I played with these kids. And it's only because I love them. (laughs) But you know what? It's easy to show Christ's love in a church setting. Everything I listed before was something church-related. But let's go further. I was so happy last night in our last devotion at church Kelly spoke to the youth. He had no idea that I was even speaking today. And he said some of the exact same things I was going to. How are you at a grocery store? How are you in traffic? It's a pretty good reason uh, that we don't sell or pass out the body Dayton bumper stickers. He's been flipped off by a lot of people with fish on the back of their cars. Christians are the number one religion in car accidents, or we just advertise better. So how are you in traffic? How are you in the grocery store? Are you accepting? Are you authentic? Is there action? This is our mission statement. And everything I talked about was within the walls first. But let's look outside the walls. Look at McDonald's. Do you think their mission is just in their building? That no one in the world knows what McDonald's is until they walk through those doors? No. Everybody knows what McDonald's is. Everybody knows what McDonald's is trying to do. I didn't get a text. I actually saved McDonald's mission statement. McDonald's mission statement is to be our customer's favorite place and way to eat and drink. (laughs) That's their mission statement. And you know what? 
doing a pretty good job of it. People know about them. They have advertising. They have merchandise. They have commercials. They have billboards. They aren't serving billions because they only open their doors once a week. They aren't serving billions because they don't tell anybody about what they sell. They aren't serving billions because they're only available now and then. Just because we have a building does not mean that's the only time we are to be living our mission statement. We are all the church, and you should be available anytime to show Christ's love. So now when we take this one step further, another example of Christ's love that even Jesus himself said was the golden rule, which you're now all going to say to me so I make sure you're still awake. Perfect. Thank you very much. Do unto others, treat others, however you want to phrase that. I have to thank my beautiful wife for giving me this illustration. I'm a little extroverted. Yeah, maybe more. My wife, little not so much. And during a sermon one time, the golden rule was talked about. And my wife turned to me and she said, do you mean leave everybody alone and not talk to them? And I laughed and I was like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because you know what? She's kind of right. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So, this is the part that I really need you guys to grasp and get this as we move forward as a church. That can be said, love others the way you would want to be loved, okay? I'm a pretty extroverted guy. I'm fairly certain that there are going to be people in this room that don't want me hugging them. Because that's not how they want. <laughs> I got a gallery over here that's just letting me have it. <laughs> Uh, that don't want me hugging them because that's not how they want to be loved. Uh, if you did not know, if you are new or have never been here before, I'm one of the pastors here at this church. I'm also a stand-up comedian. I do shows at clubs, corporations, colleges, churches. It's a blast. However, comedians have a very strange way of showing we love each other. If I'm at a club and I finish my show and a comic comes up to me and says, good job, man, and just walks away, I know that I probably bombed. Because I know a comedian respects me when he makes fun of me. When I finish off stage and he goes, man, you really suck. I hate you because now I got to go up after you. But that's how comedians, we show each other love. I've learned that my other comics want me to make fun of them. But when I come to church, I can't walk in and go, Dwayne, your head's looking extra shiny today. <laughs> Am I showing him love in my way? 
But that may hurt his feelings. So loving others the way you want to be loved, that means get to know that person. Understand them. Figure out how they act, what they want. Anybody here ever heard of the five love languages? Okay. If you have not, it is great. It's awesome. But it talks about that people receive love from others in different ways, whether that be acts of service, words of encouragement, physical touch, gifts. There's different ways. I love gifts. I could give Kelly gifts every single day just as a, hey, man, I just want to tell you I appreciate you and give him a gift. If that's not his particular love language, he's going to be like, I don't know why Ryan keeps giving me crap. <laughs> but if I call him and I said, hey, man, I know you've been real busy. I want to take care of your grass for you today. I want to come over and mow that for you. And if acts of service, man. So when we talk about showing Christ's love, it's easy. It's the golden rule. But it's not treat them the way you want to be treated and only the things you know. It's get to know that person. Interact with them. Figure out what it is. That's how you love others and do unto them because that's what I would want. My wife, who is more introverted, I don't want her to treat me like an introvert. I want to talk. I want to spend time. She might need some space. But what I want her to do is to get to know me, to know what it is that makes me feel loved. That right there, that's showing Christ's love through the three A's. So our mission statement, we exist to show Christ's love through acceptance, authenticity, and action. This is why we do whatever we do. Everything we do as a church is going to be filtered through our mission statement. Each ministry within the church, whether that be the collective, whether that be downstairs with the kids, whether that be the worship team, the prayer team, whatever mission or whatever ministry is within our church, they are going to have their own mission. And it's going to point back to our church's mission. You know, and there's a reason for that. Several years ago, we're going to go, because we've had people change, we've had church names change, we've had churches combine. Years ago, we had a completely different mission statement. And we did a lot of parties, and we did a lot of events. And due to my particular nature that I've already talked about, I was in charge of all those. I was, I was the party planning committee. And I hosted, I threw games, and it was a blast. And the first few that we did, it was because we were doing an outreach program. We were kicking off something, and it was outreach, and it fit in with our mission statement. And then a couple years went by, and it just became a thing on the calendar. 
And we had a leaders meeting, and they said, hey, Ryan, what are we doing for this party? And I said, hey, guys, you know I will never turn down a moment to do something like that. But I've been feeling like it's no longer within our mission statement, that it's just become a thing that we do. So I want to ask you, because I don't want it to be in my spirit that we do it just because I like to show off. I want to ask you, should we do this based on our mission? And the three leaders that we had in that room together, they all sat around, they looked at me, and they said, you're absolutely right. So let's scrap it. That story is really just to tell you that what we're going to do is going to fit within our mission. We're going to make sure everything we do is filtered through our mission statement. Going forward, each, each ministry is doing the same thing. But the cool part is we since then changed our mission statement so we could have more parties. No, that's not really why. <laughs> but... Our mission statement then became the one we have today. We exist to show Christ's love through acceptance, authenticity, and action. And you know what? I learned then that not everything's outreach. Sometimes there's inreach. Sometimes we've got to do an event like that just to show love within the walls that we have, to show love across the aisle, to encourage one another so that we can go out and continue to courage out there. I'm going to tell you our mission statement. And I've had conversations with others within the church where we've been going through this series and we've been having these conversations and they're asking, like, why are we enforcing this? Why are we talking about this? Are we not doing a good job? No. Nah. You guys are killing it. I've seen VBS. I've seen youth camp. I've seen what goes on at St. Vincent. I've seen the love that is being shown inside and outside the walls. We're doing great. So it's curveball time because I didn't know this was going to happen until sometime yesterday evening. But it's time to level up. We're hitting our mission. A mission is a goal. John, tell me, if you completed a mission, did you turn around and say, let's do that mission again? Nope. Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so, yesterday at youth camp, I went up to Dwayne and I said, hey man, I'm working on the notes to go over this. And this may be a really big question to ask you, but can I change our mission statement? And he just stared at me like, Ryan, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I said, I get it. That's a really weird question to ask you the day before, honestly, like 14 hours before I give this message. <laughs> um, then we had a conversation. I told him what I was thinking and what I heard from God. And so I'm not here today to give you what this new mission statement is. 
And you may be like, well, Ryan, we just spent the last month and a half talking about our current mission statement and teaching it to us, and now you're going to scrap it? Nope. Keeping it. Just adding to it. We're going to move the goalposts. We're still kicking a field goal, but we're moving it back a little bit. The word that I heard while I was praying over this message and preparing was grow. And I was like, okay, God, cool. What am I supposed to do with this? And he said, why is it not a part of your mission? So let me tell you. Because some people would be like, well, you know what? That's, that's every church's goal, to grow. To grow as a church, to grow the big church. That's every church's mission. That goes without saying. We don't even have to address that. Okay. Why does it go without saying? Why don't we have to say it? Because if I plan on mowing the grass but have a busy day, I can just not mow the grass, and it's no big deal. But if I tell my wife at 8 o'clock in the morning, babe, I'm going to mow the grass today, that grass better be mowed by the time I laid my head down at night. And God revealed to me, and he said, you know what? It does not go without saying because you're hitting your mission. You're showing Christ's love everywhere. I have had people in conversations, we talk about our church, we pray about our church, and then the one question I'll get asked is, are you guys growing? I, I don't know. Youth group is. And I was like, okay, God, I mean, you, you know we want to grow. You know we want to grow as a church. You know we want to grow and bring people to the Lord and win souls for salvation. And he said, yeah, but nobody knows that. You just want to show his love. He said, you can show my love all day long. You can show my love to a rock. That rock's not joining your church. You could show my love to a random stranger. That stranger may not join the church. That stranger may not get saved. So he said, you are accomplishing your mission and showing my love everywhere. He said, and that's something I ordered the church to do, but I also said, go forth and make disciples of all nations. And he said, you need to declare it. As a church, you need to add it to what you do because it does not go without saying anymore. So the mission that I proposed to Dwayne, and I said, this is just what hit me. And he said, cool. I want to live with it. And I said, cool, I'm telling the church tomorrow. 
And I said, but I'm going to do it in a way that that means it's not our mission statement yet. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a peek behind the Wizard of Oz curtain here. All of the leaders had a meeting this week. And we're going to, we can, we have meetings all the time. It's, church is a lot of meetings. But <laughs> our leaders are meeting right now. And we're going over our church constitution. The foundation of why we exist, of who we are, of what we're doing. And we are working that and building upon the foundation we have. We have a great foundation, but it's time to put up those walls. It's time to level up. And so we're working on our constitution and changing a couple things in it. And we're praying over it. And so I said, cool, we're going to pray over this too. And I'm going to throw this out to the church. None of the leaders that are here in this room have heard this before today, really, honestly, other than Dwayne. But I'm going to throw this out, and I want the leaders as well of the church to be praying over this and decide, does this fit? Do we want to rephrase it? Do we want to work on it? Because we're a body. The body is made up of multiple parts, and they work together. So that doesn't mean what I'm going to throw out now is exactly what it's going to be, because we have some brilliant minds that the Lord also speaks to and can reveal things to us. So we'll see what the mission statement actually becomes. But what I proposed is we exist to grow the body of Christ by showing Christ's love through acceptance, authenticity, and action. And I propose that specifically because it uses the word that the Lord gave me of grow. But also... It's not inward just our church, the body Dayton. It's the body of Christ. Now, if the body Dayton is growing in the process, awesome. We will reap these blessings. But it's the body of Christ that we want to grow. And we will continue doing that by showing Christ's love through acceptance, authenticity, and action. So I'm telling you guys, as a church, our mission statement is going to be modified a little bit. Pray about it. Our church is an open book. We're not going to push you away. We're not going to shut you out, because that's against our three A's. If God reveals to you, Ryan, Dwayne, John, Tom, Jeff, Kelly, Ben, Chancey, come to any one of us or our wives. Hey, I'm feeling this. I love what you said. That's what we're going with. Or I think we need to change this part of it. When I say it's a work in progress, this is not a long work. This is not going to be like I-75. This is going to be like Habitat for Humanity, all right? It's going to be a big difference. Because we're moving forward with it. So I want you as a church to pray about it. And I love the fact that we already had a just amazing moment up here worshiping 
and an altar call and for salvation. Because when you write a message like this, there's always that moment where it's like, I feel like I need to open it up for people to accept Jesus, but I had no way of, I mean, I could, I could, but it was like, you know, God said, this is it, this is where you're ending. So I was like, all right, cool. I don't know how to offer Jesus now. So that's why we're tag teaming it, Dwayne. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to share. Our mission statement currently, as of today, when you walked in this door, was we exist to show Christ's love through acceptance, authenticity, and action. And I'm proposing as a church, as we take these next steps, that we're going to add growth into our mission statement. Not just for us, but for the body of Christ. So I'm closing. I have... I have one minute, okay? Seriously, though, everything Ryan said is 100% on point. And though he may not know, or I hope he understands, when we had the conversation, yes, that's a big, that's a big thing, right? You come and it's like, can, can we change the mission statement? It's like, uh, we got kids about to run a race over here. Do you <laughs> want to talk about this now? Um, and I was like, you know, but this is what I know. This is what I know about every leader here in this place. And every person, don't get me wrong, but the leaders, right, we, we lead. We step out in front and we go. And what I know about the leaders of this place is they listen to God. They hear from God. And, and when they come with a, a, something like that, I know without a shadow of a doubt that there's no mistake in what's been said and what's been, you know, heard. I know that God has been pressing and, and sharing and telling that he's doing something here. He's preparing something here. But when Ryan said that to me, I was trying to think of the scripture because he was like, I feel like God wants us to grow. And I agreed with that. I agree with that 100%. And honestly, I think like that's probably going to be it. But there was something that was in my spirit, and I was trying to remember. I was trying to find it, and I found the scripture, right? So there's a scripture, uh, Isaiah 54, verse 2, and it says this. If you want to go there, you can go there. Um, you can trust me. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation if you want to join me on your Bible apps. But it says this. It says, uh, enlarge your house. Build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense, for you, for you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your, your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. Listen, I told him, and you can ask him the way the conversation went, I was like, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I feel like enlarge should go in there somewhere. Like I just, because that's what's been on my heart. But you know what? Grow is, it works perfect for all the reasons that we had a full conversation. I don't mean to talk to him, but grow fits, right? But when you, when you lead a church, you do it as a team, you do it as a group. And so I know that, but to encourage you to be praying for what's next and what God's going to do, that's right on point. 
Because no matter if it says grow, enlarge, or whatever word we want to use, what we know is this. God is about to do something here at the body Dayton, okay? You look across this place right now, and the youth group, and just, he's already bringing people in. And if this is your first time, yes, what you see here today, that's who we are. Authentically, that's who we are. Are we perfect? No. Are we pressing in to know God and to become more of who he's called us to be? Absolutely. And we won't stop. We will do it unapologetically. Okay? And, and if you want to be a part of that, come and be a part of that. Matter of fact, I encourage you to because here's the thing. All of us is looking for purpose. Okay? And if you don't know what yours is, you can come here and I promise you can find it here. I guarantee you. And the reason I can say that with confidence is because here, that's what we're doing. We're pursuing Christ, and we're pursuing what he has for us. And if you want to pursue that, come and pursue that here. Because that's our new mission. Like, that's what we're here to do. We're here to... You want the, the grow part? Yeah. All right. <laughs> to grow the body of Christ by showing Christ's love through acceptance, authenticity, and action. Come on. Ain't that good? One more time. We exist... To grow the body of Christ by showing Christ's love through acceptance, authenticity. That's, that's, I'm sorry, I got excited. Come on. All right. I love it. 100% love it. Listen, will you stand with me real quick, please? We're going to close just like this. We have had amazing worship. We've given the opportunity for you to come to know Christ, for transformation, for healing, We've prayed, and we've declared something today, that it is our goal. It is our goal to grow the body of Christ through showing Christ's love with acceptance, authenticity, and action. If you have missed any part, this has been a series over four weeks. If you've missed any part of it, please go to YouTube, Facebook. I'm not sure about the website. You can at least go to the website to get to either one of those two. Yes, you can get and go find those. Go find those. It's AAA series and it just talks about who we are as a church. And I want you to get excited with me, please. I want you to get excited with me. And if, you, if, you, if this is not your home church, I don't want to pull you from your home church. That's not my desire. But if you don't have a home church, I want to invite you in to join us. We're going to be going to St. Vincent de Paul, and we're going to be doing an outreach, a VBS here soon. We just came out of this amazing youth uh, uh, camp retreat, and it was awesome. Thing was it was it Coben? Coben was like, I don't, what am I supposed to call it? I'm not really uh, what uh, Colton. Colton, I said Coben. Colton. Um, but please, this is the invitation. If you need an invitation, you hear it from me, please. From for, and and any other leader, any other pastor here, make sure if you see somebody, invite them to come next week. Invite the young people. If you know young people that need a church, invite them to come and get plugged in with these young people here. Pastor John is, is crushing it. He's crushing it. And we appreciate him. Yeah. 
So we're going to close out in prayer right now. If you want to just bow your heads. Lord God, we just come into you right now. We thank you and we praise you for what you're doing. We thank you, God, that you're stirring in us, Lord God. You are stirring in us an excitement, Lord God, to go out and to do what you've called us to do. You're stirring in us, Lord God, to grow the body of Christ, Lord God. Um, Father, I just ask and pray that you would have your way. Continue to minister to us, mind, body, and spirit. Lord God, I pray that the people who prayed and accepted you today, Lord God, that they would begin to see transformation, that they would not get deterred, that they would not doubt, Lord God, but they would stand strong, that they would push in, Lord God, that they would seek you out. And Father, I pray that when the enemy comes in and begins to whisper the craziness and, and tries to overtake them with life, Lord God, I pray that they would hit their knees. They would hit their knees and they would say, please help me. Please help me to hold on to the change that you gave me. Please help me to hold on to the healing you gave me. God, I pray that you would surround each and every one of them, Lord God, with people who love you, who know you. If they're not at a church, Lord God, let them know that this place, help them, Lord God, to feel this place as a place of safety and encouragement and growth. Lord God, bless them. Be there with them. Meet, meet them where they're at continuously, I pray. Father, I pray over each and every one of these people here today. I pray a blessing over them, Lord God, that you would be with them as they leave today, that they would enjoy this beautiful day that you have made. Lord God, and that they would experience you in some way, shape, or form. I pray that they would see you in their life today in some way, shape, or form. Make yourself plain to them, Lord God, I pray. In the name of Jesus. And the church said, amen. amen. Thank you very much, everyone, for coming and being a part here at the Body Dayton.